Welcome to the Big Kid Show. I am your fearless leader, Big Nick, and thank you for kicking it, even if it's just for a little bit with us. Today, joining me as usual are my good friends and yours, Mr. B and Mr. Mark. Gentlemen, just a reminder, there's no crying in baseball. Today, boys and girls, we will be playing Rank 'em. This is where us big kids pick a topic and place votes, and we punch our ballots and put them into the big kid p- computer. And cha-ching, we get the results and deliver them to you in the ever-popular countdown to number one fashion. Before we get started, big kids, I would like to introduce to you all Mr. Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Tom Hanks is one of our favorite actors and filmmakers. If you don't like Tom Hanks, well, then I hate to be the one to break it to you. But you are the problem. (laughs) Hanks is known for both his comedic and dramatic roles. He is one of the most popular and recognizable film stars in the world. The man is more than an icon. He is a living legend. I also would like to read for you one of my favorite Tom Hanks quotes. Mr. Hanks once said, quote, I have made over 20 movies. And five of them are good. Well, Tom, (laughs) we will have to respectfully disagree with you, my friend. That's right, because today we are ranking our favorite top 10 Tom Hanks movies. Now, whether Tom was falling for a mermaid, looking for Matt Damon, or trying to defeat a volcano, everyone wants to be Tom Hanks's friend. And just like your old pal said, You've got a friend in me. Now, the votes have been tallied, and today we are happy to be ranking for you Mr. Hank's best movies, and only I, the host, know the final ranking. So, with Mm. all of that out of the way, let's get ready to play. So, to start us off here, at the number 10 spot, we have The Money Pit. That's right. A movie released in 1986, this comedy starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long as a couple who attempt to renovate a house that they just recently purchased. And spoiler alert, it does not go well. (laughs) With a budget of $10 this movie brought in $55 And for those that have not seen The Money Pit, Shelley Long is best known for her role as Diane Chambers on Cheers. Norm! All I got to say, my favorite scene of that entire movie is when Tom Hanks falls in the the, flo- the hole in the floor <laughs> with the rug and gets stuck. It's worth seeing the movie just for that. But this oh. made my top 10. Love that movie. Yeah, great, great, great choice. I'm surprised it fell to 10. So I feel like one of you two guys don't know what you're doing with your voting, but that's, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> No, no anger here. No anger. <laughs> no well, we shall see as we venture on, right? Can we move on to number nine, boys? Let's, of course let's. we can. All right. At number nine, we have a league of their own in theaters oh. in 1992. This sports comedy <laughs> drama film tells a fictionalized account of the real life. That's right. Real life American girls professional baseball league. That would be the AAGPBL. <laughs> <laughs> How's that go? That's <laughs> the AAGPBL. That was, that was good. There are a few more was, letters in there. It was directed by Penny Marshall, stars Tom Hanks, of course, and as well as Gina Davis, Madonna, and Rosie O'Donnell. This was $40 million to make this film, bringing in $132 million at the box. Yeah. Tom Hanks plays baseball manager Jimmy Duggan. No relationship to Hacksaw Jim Duggan or <laughs> Hacksaw James Duggan, as his mother called him. Big Nick, not that we're aware. Right, right. James and, well, and, and Mr. Duggan can take a hell of a P. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> and looking at this, it's spelled like Duggan, but I feel like I haven't seen this movie in well over a decade. And Mark, you know, that's like a hundred years. That is about a hundred years approximately. (laughs) It's spelled like Duggan, but I feel like his name was Dugan in the movie. But again, I haven't seen it in over a hundred years. I think you're right. I think it is Dugan. Yeah. So Jimmy Dugan's remark, there's no crying in baseball, ranked 54th on the American Film Institute's list of top 100 movie quotes. 
So I am like literally shocked that that came all the way down to nine. I had that way up my list. So now I'm questioning your guys' voting ability don't in this you whole qu- thing. Don't you question me. That movie is <laughs> incredible, man. There's so many good actors and, and actresses in there, sp- specifically actresses. Like, hilarious movie. Hilarious yes. movie. G- and great story, great plot line. So, yeah. yeah, awesome movie. And obviously, it shows you his catalog. If that's number nine, we're just getting into the gems now. So Yep. Well, and I don't go out of my way usually to point out how dumb I am, but I knew that this was like a fictionalized account of a real life story, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you know that while you're watching the film for the first time, but what I didn't realize is that it's as fictionalized as it is. I think it's so close to the truth in some aspects where some of those characters, you know, like who Madonna's playing, Gina Davis is playing, like those were real names. Like they're not just pulled out of thin air. Those were real people's names. And if you haven't seen this movie, this is basically the wonderful women of our great country filling in for the men who have to go off and fight the war. And we needed to, the people that were still here needed some form of entertainment and God bless these women. They play baseball just as good as the boys that we sent overseas. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Completely agree, buddy. Well, and that movie was so good at blending comedy with the serious moments. I mean, it it, it had a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, all-star cast, fantastic movie. Yes. One of my favorite scenes, and this is one of my favorite Tom Hanks scenes. He's the, the boys, these teenage boys, younger boys, they kind of recognize him as like this baseball great. You know, they know him as uh, Jimmy Dugan, the, the the baseball coach. And they have him, they hand him a ball to sign. And he writes on there, avoid the clap. (laughs) (laughs) And and the one kid reads it. He's like, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. And Tom Hanks is like, that's good advice. That's good advice. (laughs) Well, I got to follow it up before we move on. Is uh, If you remember one of the women on the baseball team, her kid had to hang around. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I can blanking on the kid's name, but he was always like, meh, 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 meh. and uh, Jimmy Dugan, Tom Hicks takes a baseball glove and wings it at his head <laughs> <laughs> and just hits him. And he just was like stunned because he got punished. And he's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> I mentioned it already, but you guys have to admit that the scene where he first meets the team drunkenly str- stumbles yep. past the ladies straight to the trough and takes a piss for like what? I don't know, two minutes straight, three like minutes straight. a very long one. Yeah. Yes. It was, it I was, think of that movie every time I take a long pee. So there it is. That's that's an iconic scene. Hey, if you there. take a long pee, it's called a Jimmy Dugan. A Jimmy Dugan. That's right. Just made a Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, that's a great one. And see, this, I think when you see Money Pit at 10 and League of Their Own at 9, that's when you start to have an understanding of how difficult this is. Tom Hanks has yeah. played a lot of great roles in a lot of great movies. Absolutely. And really, we could be sitting here doing a top 20 or top 25. Right. Yeah. So, Moving on. Number eight is The Green Mile. Now, this uh. one, big kids, I had this one way up way up high on my list the green mile was released in 1999 is based on a story by the same name from the great master of horror himself stephen king hanks plays a prison guard his name is paul edgecomb that's a terrible name working at the (laughs) working at the cold mountain penitentiary's death row which is nicknamed the green mile this movie was successful to say the least, grossing two hundred and eighty-six oh, million dollars. Oh. That's a lot of rolling papers from its sixty million dollar budget, and it was nominated for four. Count them: one, two, three, four. Academy Awards Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, Best Sound, and Best Screenplay. I don't. I have in my notes that it was nominated. I don't know if it won any of those awards, but it was. It certainly had to be a good movie to be nominated. Amazing movie, uh, yes. And you're right. It's one of these things where because we're always putting our votes in, 
We're, we're pulling it up and down. It's interesting that you said you had it ranked high. Clearly, Mark probably brought it way down with his ranking. Who knows what he's doing over there? <laughs> but great movie, great plot, uh, great acting. I mean, Tom Hanks was a phenomenal, but all the supporting actors were so amazing yes. is what made it. I mean, yeah. even from the smallest roles that some of the uh, inmates along the Green Mile, the other officers, it was just done so well. It's, I mean, again, most people have watched it, which is why it did so so great in the box office but amazing movie yeah absolutely well and i'm sad to say this i don't have his name in front of me and i i'm i'm going to shame myself for for that. Shame. But the 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 large man that plays the big guy you know he's a prisoner but he's really like kind of a major focal point of the movie that would be one john coffee yes Yes, he plays Actually, John I take Coffey. that back. That's John the, Coffey is his name in the movie. Michael right, Clark the is the yeah. Michael Clark is the guy who plays Thank John Coffey. Yes. I amazing voice too. A little fun factoid here. Originally, the guy in charge of casting for the Green Mile was considering Shaquille O'Neal for that role, which is which is bizarre because what was that actor's name again? Because he's a he's a fantastic actor. Shaquille O'Neal is a great football or great basketball player and great commentator, but he would be a terrible actor. I mean, well, he did, Michael, he did good in he would do good in basketball movies, but My, Michael Clark wasn't in Blue Chips, so let's just remember where Shaquille yeah. O'Neal, you know, well, cut but, his. But, but if you again, the movie was this large presence of a man, and the, their first. Yeah. Thought is it would be easy to capture it on care on screen with Shaquille O'Neal, mm-hmm. uh, but no, they made the right choice. He played it perfect. He played this sweet, innocent, large man that just yeah. yeah. Well, the guy that was in charge of casting, he gave major kudos to a one Bruce Willis for introducing Ooh. him to oh. that man. So he didn't have to call up Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, yeah. Good job, what Bruce is- Willis. One one slight shout out. There's a guy that played the warden, James Cromwell. That dude is like super, super yeah. creepy in whatever movie he plays, but he's such a good actor. He's usually a bad guy. Usually, usually a bad, a guy, bad guy and plays it to a T. So, yes, I love that movie. Next up, boys and girls, we have what number are we city? on? We're on number seven. So we have the city of brotherly love, and that would be. Philadelphia, ah, which technically, Philadelphia. yeah, technically is tied with the Green Mile. Uh, both of them had ten votes, so technically they're tied. This one also starring another living legend, in my opinion, Denzel Washington, one of my favorite actors. This movie, Philadelphia, is notable for being one of the first mainstream Hollywood films to acknowledge HIV and AIDS. This is yes. not. A feel-good movie. If no, you're looking for a pick-me-up, don't watch this movie. But if you're looking for really, really impressive acting and you want something to tug at the old heartstrings, yeah. check this one out if you've not seen it. And it's one of his older movies. I, I didn't have what year it came out in my notes here, but to see Hanks and Washington paired together is a fantastic. It's just a wonderful experience. These guys are two of the best of what they do and to pair them up. It's, it's amazing. Now for his role as Andrew Beckett, Tom Hanks won the Academy award for best actor. So that tells you what the rest of the world thought about this movie and the song that you heard magic Mark singing there for a little bit, uh, streets of Philadelphia by the <laughs> boss, Bruce Springsteen boss. won the Academy award for best original song that year. Oh. Good job, the boss. Well, and I'll say I I remember the f- I only watched this movie once, and I think I watched it soon after it came out. So I was a, definitely a wee lad when I watched it, and it choked me up. Like that's a mm-hmm. seriously heavy, heavy movie, man. Yes, like it's, it is. It's pretty, pretty eye opening, um, and at least partially based on a true story. You know, I mean, with any of those, there's, there's always a little bit of a grain of salt, but. Um, but not a fictional movie by any chance either. But, but yeah, that was, that was a heavy one, but a good one. Yes. Well, in Washington, Denzel Washington plays the attorney that's going to represent Andrew Beckett and Andrew Beckett. Tom Hanks is the one that contracted HIV slash AIDS. And he's 
battling against that. And uh, the, the sad part of it is, is you're watching this man get sick and get weaker as the movie progresses. And he's, he's treated unfairly at his place of work because of, uh, of contracting the, the disease. Uh, yeah, about to about to cry right Don't, here, boys. Hold so. it together, big Nick. Hey, it's, it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay if you Fight do. Through. Fight through. It's okay if you do. If I start crying, will Denzel sue somebody for me because I feel yeah. like I I need some money for if for not, tissues. If, if not, I will. I I have, am a certified attorney, and I will make it happen. The budget for this movie was twenty six million, and it brought in over 200 million at the box office and this is a if if you like dramas i mean it it doesn't get much better than this one and now big boys big girls small boys small girls boys and girls of all sizes any people of boys to men (laughs) boys to men if you're listening boys to men (laughs) <laughs> we have arrived at number six in today's countdown of the best Tom Hanks movies. And that puts us with none other than the Captain. Captain Phillips comes in at number ah, six. Yes. This Whoa, is. Didn't yeah. even. <laughs> <laughs> wow! What? Go ahead and react. <laughs> no. yeah. was, tell us what you're thinking. No, just didn't even. Ooh, didn't even what? That was out of left field. All right. All right. (laughs) Captain Phillips comes in at number six on the top Tom Hanks rank them countdown. This is a 2013 American biographical action thriller filmed uh, film. I, I tell you what, boys. Man, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time the first time I saw this movie. I think I've only seen this once. Again, this is inspired by real-life events, and that's probably why I was on the edge of my seat. The film tells the story of Captain Richard Phillips, a merchant mariner, uh, mariner, or however you say that word, who was taken hostage by Somali pirates. And we all know that those are the worst kind of pirates. It was the... Theatrically released on October in October of 2013, the film grossed 20. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time reading. There you 220 go. million against a budget of 55 million, and Captain Phillips received six count them one, two, three, four, five, six Academy Award nominations, including wow. Best Picture. That is surprisingly low budget considering Tom Hanks and how recent it was made. So that's very interesting yeah. that they were able to pull that off at that low a budget. Well, and that's one. It's like that's a really intense Tom Hanks movie. I mean, oh yes, you know, I, I know he's coming out. You know, come out with a more recent uh, war movie that's also tense, but it's not. He doesn't always do like super tense movies, and that's one that's like a rare edge of your seat uh, Tom Hanks movie. I'd say. I want to throw this out here. We're talking about a real life story, right? With this mm-hmm. uh, Captain Phillips. This is really interesting to me that the SEAL Team Six, Robert O'Neill, the guy that shot and killed Bin Laden, mm-hmm. SEAL Team Six was part of that rescue effort for the real life event oh, of Captain Phillips. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Dynamite dropping. God bless Absolutely. the Marines, right? <laughs> well, yeah. What do you? What were you going to not bless well, them? <laughs> would you? Would you like them to kick in your door, sir? Like because well, uh, we but, can but send are, them to are, your house. Well, didn't you just say? Aren't they Navy SEALs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So this, just trying to correct yourself a little bit there. <laughs> Thank you. Still, keep it honest, God keep bless, it honest. Still, we should God bless the Marines. All God the bless Marines, the military. The great, and also the Navy SEALs are great. And God bless all the military. There you go. That's well said, Mr. B. All right. That brings us to number five on the countdown. This is when mm. it starts to get hairy and scary. Because number five is... A little place called the Burbs. Ooh. <laughs> and I, I, I was wondering where the Burbs were going to drop. You guys are making me nervous. 
So, <laughs> and God bless the Marines. Yeah, and God, <laughs> and, and God bless the suburbs. So, yeah. the bird. And the Navy God bless Steel. Corey Feldman. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about Corey the, Feldman. The <laughs> Corey Feldman was in that movie. So this was released in February of '89. Uh, budget. 18 million box office, 49 million. Um, the quick premise was that, you know, Tom Hanks is at home on a week vacation. This weird neighbor moves in and suddenly him and the other neighbors are like trying to figure out what's going on with them. Um, because they think they're murderers and all this stuff. But I, the burbs is one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies. So I love the burbs. Yeah I, yeah, I love I love the weird kind of offset premise of you know these weird things happen in the suburbs. Um, you're right. Corey Feldman was in the movie, which was he was kind of like the the party kid that lived in his parents' house, and yep, yep. His, his parents are out of town, and but there, just so you guys know, there's all kinds of fun facts on this film. So I, I, don't, I don't even know what to do. So if you remember the neighbor at the end of the street that was missing and he like the toupee got lost and all that stuff, his mm-hmm. dog also starred in a quite famous film. So this is the same dog. It was the little dog in Silence of the Lambs. Really? With precious. Precious. So it was Queenie. Wow. It was Queenie. But yeah, it was started as Precious when uh, Buffalo Bob was. Buffalo Bill. Yeah, Buffalo Bill, thank you. Yeah. So so that dog's famous. Also, that dog was also in the movie um, Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure and Batman Returns. So that dog Holy is crap. that dog is more famous than the three of us combined. Seriously. Man, that dog's Give me worth that a dog. lot of money. Well, uh, uh, now, unfortunately, the dog passed away at 92, <laughs> but Queenie... He didn't make it? <laughs> Queenie, R.I.P. Right. Uh, and but, I'm surprised it's not a, he's not 40 years old at this yeah, point. Yeah, how yeah. can he not make it? They didn't take good care of that dog. <laughs> <laughs> but if you remember... Or feed so, that dog some avocado. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if, if it would have ate some healthy fruits. Um, but <laughs> so the creepy family was the Clopex, right? And the right. youngest, the youngest yeah. son of the Clobex was Hans Klopek, played, Hans. <laughs> play, played by a Courtney Gaines. And he was featured in all, one of our favorite movies we've talked about, Back to the Future. Mm. Do, you, do you guys want to guess where what role he played in Back oh. to the Future? I don't think you'll get it, so I'll give you about two yeah. seconds. I don't know. No clue. He was the guy. So when they're at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Mm-hmm. He cut in on George McFly's <laughs> dance with Lorraine. That was that was him. Wow. Yeah. Super deep track on that one. And then you also, know what else that dude's from? Not to cut you off, Mr. Oh, B. Oh, please it's let me know. Cr- it's the creepy redhaired dude from Children of the Corn, Stephen really? King. Yes. Malachi? He plays Malachi? Yeah. yeah. Courtney Gaines. Yeah. And then also, so the director of the movie, um, my big kid, uh, George D- Joe Dante also directed Gremlins. Oh, okay. yeah. So, so early in the movie, there's a scene where uh, uh, people are eating breakfast and there's a box of Gremlins cereal on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a little throwback to his movie. So I thought that was Very awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. But I love the burbs. I, I love the premise from it. I love the whole, like all this creepy stuff can happen in the small town and, Spoiler alert, they were serial kill- serial killers. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes doesn't have to do with any of the creepy stuff, you know, that they put in the movie. I love the scene where he's getting ready to walk the dog and he goes out, he's standing out on the the front stoop and he calls the dog and he's got the leash in his hand. This is Tom Hanks. He's got the leash in his hand, calls the dog, and in typical wife-like fashion, she goes, Where are you going? And he goes, I'm going to France. Where do you think I'm going? I'm taking the dog for a walk. <laughs> yeah, I I love the burbs, and I always thought that was one that, like it, it you don't really see it like rerun on TV very often. No, you never. Yeah. It's never on TV, and I don't know why because I, I I thought it was great. And there's actually there was a a, a quote I saw. So, um, God, I don't have it for me, but like I think it was one that at the time they weren't sure it was going to do well, you know. And I think yeah. actually. Like uh, review wise, it got bad reviews, but I mean, clearly it made money. I mean, it made 
you know, $50 million in the box off. It just didn't do as good as they were, I think, hoping. So I love yeah. the burbs. If you think about it, I mean, it's a little bit of a, a premise that could be a stretch to kind of throw that out there, but it's also kind of genius in the way that mm-hmm. it's u- very unique, you know? So it's a very, it's got the feel. I don't remember what year it was released, but it was, a, it had the feel of a very early 80s. Nin- 1989 was when it was released. 1989, which is kind of cool because it had kind of a throwback feel of like 83, 84 kind of feel to it. Yeah. And it's basically like, you know, we have all these people who are all slightly different and weird in their own unique way, living together all on the same street mm-hmm. in the suburbs. And we all kind of question what the neighbor's doing. What, what, what is the guy across the street doing? What are they up to? Exactly. And I'll tell you what, for me, and you're right, Brian, I think this is, it's interesting to me that this is not a more played back movie on TV. It's perfect for TV. I think the last time I watched it, cause I've seen it a few times. I think the last time I watched it, I found it on Netflix or, or maybe Amazon prime, but, uh, a word to the wise out there. This is a incredibly underrated Halloween movie. I'm I'm shocked. Yes. I am shocked every year when October rolls around. You know, you have these channels that are like 30 movie 30 Halloween movies for October and it's yeah. never on the list. Yes. It, this is a perfect Halloween movie and and you can True. watch this one with uh you, you know it's not rated R. Uh it has it does have a little freaky factor to it. Uh it has a little humor factor to it. It's uh it might not be the most family friendly movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, you don't want to watch it with little kids, but, yeah, but uh you could watch this with teenagers. Oh, for uh, sure. For yeah. sure. No, very, yeah. very underrated Halloween movie. In fact, it's one of my top ten favorite Halloween movies. Well, and so when we when we're when we're getting into the big kids lab and we're looking at uh new shows, there it is right there, buddy. Right on. Bada bing, bada boom. I love the burbs. Great pick. The Nick burbs. comes in at the number burbs. five. Hey, how about a little recap, big boys? Big Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. Little recap here. This is for the Marines. All right. Coming in at number 10, we have the Money Pit. At number nine, we have A League of Their Own. Number eight was The Green Mile. Number seven, Philadelphia. And number six, Captain Phillips. Number five, The Burbs. That leads us to, if my math is correct, boys and girls, number four. Yes, yes. On an island in the sun comes in with <laughs> Castaway yes. at number four. Right on. Coming in like a package from FedEx. Uh, <laughs> or a FedEx exec, if uh, if you'd like yes. to be more accurate. Uh, the Castaway is a crazy movie, man. I mean, I think, you know, obviously, anytime you get a guy who is an exec, he, you know, it's a tragic situation with the plane. It crashes, lands on an island. He's all by himself. You know, I, I think when this movie first came out, I was like very interested in how it was going to be done. Because when you get a movie, that's just literally one guy, the entire movie. And a volleyball. And a volleyball. It's got huge potential for flop. And the yes. fact that Tom Hanks was able to really pull this one together. I mean, so they filmed it in Fiji. Um, and it cost ninety million to make, which is kind of crazy. That one's up there. Yeah, you wouldn't think. I mean, just you know, being on the island. Um, but it made four hundred and twenty nine million worldwide. I so, would I would have liked to get into that investment pool. Yeah, it didn't do too bad. Um, and it won like fifteen different awards. Was nominated for thirty eight other ones. I mean, it it was pretty crazy. Um, and, and I think the iconic thing that a lot of people think about is Wilson. Right. I mean, like Wilson's the one, like not the one, but one of the big pieces that people always think about when they think about Castaway. I wonder how many volleyballs they sold after that movie. (laughs) So that's a good question. Um, One of the balls actually went for an absolute fortune at an auction. So it sold for (laughs) (laughs) $18,400. I love when dumb people buy dumb things. Everybody, you can go to Meyer and buy a Wilson volleyball for like, what, 15 bucks? And just do your own handprint. Yeah. 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 
Get some red paint and just boom. I'm not telling the- you to make up any lies or anything. I'm just going to, you know, what do you need to pay? eight? If you've got 18 grand to spend on a, somebody else's volleyball, <laughs> guess what? I'm having a garage sale next weekend, bro. Drop on by. It's like bro. I got all kinds of used <laughs> stuff. Or, or side night. Are you looking for a good friend? Because right. Mr. B would, would, love, would love to borrow your boat. And he has a garage full of volleyballs. I, I'm going to charge thousands for my crap at my garage sale next weekend. Well, hey, the big kid research team said the smartest thing I've ever heard. And that said, hey, for $19.99, you can buy a replica on WilsonSportingGoods.com. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, the, the only reason why we're still here is the big kid research team. They are great. Hey, they keep it together. They keep it together. And, and I got a quick... Oh, go ahead. No, Mr. B, please, I insist. Well, I'm just saying, that's why anytime I fly, I make sure I pack a volleyball. Yes. In case. Uh, because, it, I mean, I, I can't talk to myself. You guys you know ever that. know? You may be Tom, you may hey. be Tom Hanks on an island. And, and so they're like, why you got that volleyball? I was like, because you never know. Because you never know. I got a trivia question for you, gentlemen. What song was Chuck singing after he successfully created the fire? Oh, oh. I, I think I know it. But go ahead, Nick. It's got to be the doors, right? Yes. Uh, come on, baby, light my fire. No, so I create fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. You got it. Very nice, Big Nick. Two bonus yeah. points. That was a good one. There, it, it's funny because have you guys ever heard of the uh, well, the book first, and then it came into a movie uh, called The Martian? Yes, sir. <laughs> so there was a lot of people that actually described. The Martian, which came out after Castaway, as Castaway in Space. And obviously, it didn't have Tom Hanks. But I read the book of that first. That was also another great movie. But it is kind of a similar premise, you know, where a guy gets trapped by himself. Is that Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Yep. Yep. I would have never put that together, but it makes so much sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but uh, also, uh, the big kid research team informed me that actually Castaway legitimately led to the creation of the show Lost. So, if you guys are a fan of the show Lost, you have Castaway to uh, think for that. I was was a huge fan of Lost, and then they're like, oh, season five, we're just going to get really stupid about it. Yeah. The writing (laughs) went. I, I, I was so invested in that show and I jumped ship. (laughs) I jumped ship. (laughs) Well, so I got to go. So with Castaway, the scene that was like still makes me cringe is when he knocks his own tooth out with that ice skate. Oh, so I was just going to say to you, you're packing a volleyball when you fly. You should be packing an ice skate as well and play in case you have some (laughs) dental needs. But I could, I don't think I could knock my own tooth out. I think I would just die of an infection (laughs) because I don't think, I, I don't think I could do it. That's yeah. what separates Tom Hanks from you. Oh, I know. I mean, Tom Hanks is like, he's up here. I'm down here. But I would still have a volleyball <laughs> to talk to and be like, hey, volleyball, my tooth hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Help me. Call me a dentist named uh, Wilson or whatever. Voice. You have a dentist named Crentist? <laughs> <laughs> you anyway. know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar if I was to say to you, I didn't set your house on fire. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Enough of that. Now, that was great, actually, Big Nick. I'm impressed. Yeah. Number three. And now, I mean, the people at home, the big kids at home playing in their own sandbox, they know they I think they have a good idea what will be in the top three, don't they? I mean, these yeah, are some big so heavy hitters these are the big boys and this one surprised me a little bit because i felt i when when i before the votes started coming in and before i punched them into the ballots into the big kid computer i felt like this one had a strong chance to be number one and yet it falls to number three and it is Forrest Gump what? is oh. number three on our wow. Rankum Hanks countdown. Boom, boom. Forrest Gump was the most successful movie of 1994. It was the top grossing film in America for the entirety of the year 1994. <laughs> Forrest Gump won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, 
Best Director, Best Actor for Tom Hanks' role as Forrest Gump, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Visual Effects, and Best Film Editing. Good job to the editing department. Budget was $55 million. Box office brought in $683 million. I saw this one in the theater. Um, Tom, can and, I borrow some money? Yeah, really? <laughs> uh, but but we've talked about this on the Big Kids Show before in previous episodes, and Mr. B pointed out that Mr. Gump here took a pay cut to do this movie because he wanted some of the back-end action. And this is one of those oh, movies, right. like, yeah. this is very... To me, this is very Americana. This movie, like, I oh, mean, yeah. it's everything about it. We talked about it on our on our on our one of our biggest shows, the uh, uh, Real he's Heroes, the yeah, Real he's, American he, Heroes. He, he's an American yep. hero. Yeah, you damn right he is, son. God bless the Marines. <laughs> God bless the Marines. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I Forrest Gump. Uh, I, I don't know what you guys are doing with your voting because I put that one at number one. So. Uh, but I love Forrest Gump, and that's a movie that I can keep watching. And we've even talked about it before where ah, God, it's just a great movie. Uh, so I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to you guys about your voting abilities. Maybe you guys need to be bumped down a notch. I don't know. But well, Forrest Gump, awesome movie. Just so many awesome things throughout the movie of how they tied in history to this narrative of this just genuinely good person. You know, I mean, yeah. the, I remember we, I think we talked, the worst thing he did in the movie is he stole a ping pong paddle from he didn't intentionally steal it though. Well, he kind of just, he remember he's, he was like, he took off running and stole a ping pong paddle. That was the worst thing he did in the whole movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good person. So, you know, what was a pretty dick move now that I think about it in that movie was when Lieutenant Dan took his ice cream cone and stuck it in the bedpan. Yeah. I would have eaten that. <laughs> that is kind of a dick move. Yeah, he could have gave it to anybody else. Instead, yeah. he just he did that dick move. And you were yeah. supposed to let me die out there, Gump. That was my legacy. Yeah, I know. I know. Great. Well, I think Mr. B, you probably can partially blame me. I actually had this one at number four. Wow. I, I think don't... I. Well, you want me to? You want me to check out? Let me consult the computer and see what happens. To, to, you know, be transparent with our listeners so they know where we stand on these things. I, I thought Forrest Gump was a great movie. Um, you know, I I think we just didn't have as high. That's fine, and we have no. I, th I think it probably suffers from like it's almost like the uh, the single that you hear on the radio. Yeah. It's just constantly bombarded, and it it kind of. Um, it dilutes it a little bit in the sense, you know what I mean? Fair, like, fair it, enough. Yeah, no, yeah. And not just because, yeah, it's, I mean, that's one we talked about the burbs earlier. Like, this one is like, I've seen this airing on TV frequently just because yeah. it's, it's such a family friendly movie and all this stuff. So, yeah. I, I, understandable, Bark. I'll let it slide. You're still my buddy. I appreciate that. Whew. Close call. For, Forrest Gump for me was kind of a, Sates taken moment because it, <laughs> when I was looking through all of Tom Hanks's movies and I was trying to put together my top 10 and rank them accordingly, I, my thoughts were like one, how much do I love the movie, but also two factor in my desire to see it today. Good point. And, and Mark brings up a, a good point yeah. here. And I, that's what I refer to as the Sates taken uh, part with Forrest Gump. I've seen it probably. I cannot count the number of times that I've seen that movie because it, it's it's like on TBS, on TNT all the time. I remember there was one channel that I think would run it twenty four seven on Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving weekend. Like, it, yep. it, it, and so it's a great movie. It's a fantastic movie. I love it. I love everything about it. It's a little lengthy, especially when it's one that you've yeah. seen a dozen times or, or I've seen parts of that movie probably hundreds of times. Yeah. And I think that's probably a big piece of it with me, big Nick, because there's other movies of Tom Hanks that I've seen more than even Forrest Gump, but I'd still rather watch them than Forrest Gump. If, if you gave me a few of his movies today. So it's not as it's a bad movie. Maybe it's just a little bit of burnout, but either way, still a yeah. quality flick. It made it up into the, the upper echelon. So, 
Well, I, I, I still think both of you guys go back should go back to Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and, On your shrimp boat. And I gotta admit, if, if we're doing a side note, who wants to take a punch from Forrest Gump? Not me. Because, Not me. Because that dude, he punches a handful of people and he don't punch with no softness. He hammers yeah. them. So... Also, we're going to have to do another show on dudes that you don't want to take a punch from that are movie characters. <laughs> Forrest Gump is already making the list because yeah. he's, he's slugging you. Boom. Also, also the big guy from Green Mile. Nobody yeah. wants to take a punch Ooh, from him. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Definitely not. Wow. All right. Here we go. That was great. Number three, Forrest Gump. That brings us to number two on the Hank's. Rank them. What it's getting is real. It's getting real. I'm curious. We we two kind, of, kind of sitting here. We all know wh- what the two are, but what order will they be? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let me let me go through the. Uh, I'll I'll give the honorable mentions. Right, the ones that did not make the top ten, but also received votes. That's so fitting. basically, between the three of us, we all placed votes for our top ten, and the way that this works. For you wonderful people out there in listener land is that we created the we're each trying to put together a top ten list, and so we had some that that some were on some people's list that weren't on other people's list, and that's where you come up with the honorable mentions, right so we had dragnet, road to perdition, Toy Story, and Joe versus the volcano all made the honorable mentions which i've heard so many people say that joe versus the volcano is tom hanks's worst movie i i want to just hug those people because i disagree with them so <laughs> yeah, bad i love that movie I, I love that movie I, and i'm disappointed in both of you joe versus the volcano should have been hey i voted for it son don't be disappointed oh, in me also we clearly know it was marcus me he just had other better movies. That's all. It's not that that was a bad movie. That's a problem when you get somebody as iconic as Tom Hanks. Hey, yeah, no big There's deal. just so many good movies. I'm just, hey, I'm just, Tom, I'm just Tom said it himself. He made over 20 movies and five of them are good. <laughs> well, and, and, and modest. Road to Perdition, Mark, you need to watch that again. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do. Okay. I've not seen that one well, and we'll, I've heard we'll, it's fantastic. We'll move on and we'll, we will leave those lie. Yes, yes. All right, Big Nick, lay it on us. This is yeah, this is big now, time. Mark Top and I two. are excited to hear him. Come on, buddy. Top two. Let's do it. Number two. That was a good MTV voice right there. Oh, it was. Number, Number two. two. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Oh, or- I thought for AKA looking for Matt Dillon. But nice try. Well, then he's really hard to find. <laughs> yeah. I thought for sure that was What's number one. All right. So did I. Wow. Matt, Matt Dillon's the other the the actor that's not been in anything in a long yeah, time. Not a while. He was in uh, um. Uh, Something oh, about oh, Mary. Something about Mary. That's right. He had the teeth. He redid his teeth. <laughs> wow. Dude. I thought for sure that was number one. All right. Saving I mean, Private Ryan looking for Matt Damon. Dude, what a great movie. Like, I remember, and we've, again, I, you know, we don't have to beat a dead horse too much with this movie, but I, I will tell you, we, <laughs> we have talked about this one in previous episodes. This is probably my favorite military movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like it's, Agreed. It's that Agreed. good. You know, it, it's it's rare to be able to say that about any genre of movie without at least a few people going like, uh, I don't know, man. But I feel like if you polled, you know, 25, 50 people that watched a bunch of those types of movies, this would be on the top of a lot of people's list. Yeah, no, it's I, I just like you said, it's it encapsulates encapsulates so much stuff with like the war part of it, but also the story behind it, which, you know, was loosely based off some stuff. But again, we've talked about this movie before because it's such a great movie. I mean, it just falls into these different categories. Uh, I love that movie. And that's another movie that I can keep watching. If like, if I'm flipping through the channels and it's on AMC or whatever, I'm, I'm leaving it on. Because it's yeah. such a good movie and it's filmed so well. All the supporting actors are so amazing. I mean, Tom Hanks is, of course, great, but all those different guys that are playing his platoon are just awesome. So, yeah. This yeah, movie, I, 
This ahead, movie is more intense than Captain Phillips, in my opinion. This yeah. this was the greatest generation. We've discussed this before. Of many course. other many people smarter than us have said the same thing. We we are a group of guys that have just unfathomable amount of respect for that generation and for exactly. the, the people that had Absolutely. to do what they had to do. And Hanks plays it great. Uh, Damon plays it great. The actors uh, from top to bottom are fantastic and, and very believable, convincing in their roles. Uh, and it was filmed. The grittiness of the film itself yeah. is is really cool, the way that they did that. Yes. Yeah, I think the, the the way that it's done, and yeah, it, it's got a like a feel to it, like an atmosphere. Obviously, outside of just the war scene that happens in the beginning, which is intense, and it's kind of interesting because I feel like with any of these movies, it's always interesting when you think about who else they thought about casting because. When you get these movies that are so embedded in the way that we remember them, it's hard to even fathom anybody else playing these roles. Right. But but they looked at Mel Gibson as the possible Captain Miller and Harrison Ford. I think Harrison Ford could have pulled off a good one. And I think uh, probably both of them could, honestly. I mean, they're, they're both great actors. But um, the crazy thing to me, so, so two things stand out big time with this movie. One, the budget for this movie is $20 million less than castaway really wow 20 million less than castaway because just the like the d-day scene i assumed it had to cost them like an obscene amount of money so that's crazy so the the d-day scene the the machinery i mean i I, that doesn't even compute with me my friend so so the the, and i i I fact checked this in multiple places and got the same numbers for both movies from multiple places or or the big kid research team did well, it was a combinational effort. Okay, just making sure. I'm giving them a little credit, but since right. this one's so close to my heart, I did some personal research on right this on. one. But good, good for you. The D-Day sequence ate up 15% of the entire budget for the whole film. Oh, so, so it, it took 11 to 12 million just on the opening scene. See, I watching it, I just assumed like watching that opening scene, I'm like, oh, there's their budget right there. But just the yeah. film all the gunshots and explosions and stuff, but wow, that's crazy. So some more interesting fun facts on this one. Cause I love, I know big Nick loves his fun facts. Oh yeah, he does. Oh yeah. So the uniforms you mentioned, big Nick, they actually thought it was too expensive to get authentic ones. So they actually all were made for that movie. What? Yeah, really? they made all of the movie, all of that, and <laughs> the gunshots that you mentioned, Mister B. They actually went to a gun range, got those iconic weapons, and took actual audio from the real weapons. So oh. all the gunshots in the movie yeah. are authentic to the guns that were That's fired, which awesome. was crazy and amazing at the same time. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And by the way, coming this fall at a Coles near you. The Saving Private Ryan and clothing line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fashionable with green. I with would buy Even it. more green stripes on them. I would buy it. All right. So one quick trivia for you guys. Where was this filmed? I don't think we talked about this in the last episode. Do you know where that D-Day scene was filmed? Where it was filmed? Obviously, phew, no clue. Country. Wait, uh, I'm going to go with um, Texas. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with something weird too, like uh, like Greenland, Greenland. But yeah, Brian's closer. Galveston Island, Galveston <laughs> Island, Texas. Mr. B is closer. Ireland. Ah, Ooh. see, who's the little luck of the Irish? I love, yeah, I, I'm yeah, also a little Irish. So yeah, a little Irish. So I just a couple more, and then we'll, you know we'll probably move on from this one. The the movie actors actually went through boot camp, so a ten day boot camp, which I thought was. Super interesting, but not surprising. Um, And then this is the one to me. So do you guys remember the sniper? Yeah. The guy? Yep. Clean cut, badass sniper Mm. was honestly one of my favorite characters from the movie. Mine too. Awesome choice. You guys will not even begin to guess who almost got that role. And I'm not even going to make you guess because I don't think you'll ever get it. Garth Brooks. What? And Garth Brooks turned down the role because he because he's got friends in low places. According to sources, I sources got friends in 
<laughs> he didn't want to play second fiddle to Tom Hanks. Oh, he's like, oh, I, he's it's like, uh, they called Hanks, him up man. and he's like, I should have Tom Hanks's role. I'd be curious to see interviews later if he's like, I messed up and I should have taken that because I love that was a great role, too. And unfortunately, he dies at the end in the f- film with the tower. But that was I. you're right. I love that guy. And the dude, Barry Pepper, who played him, actually did an amazing job. So I'm actually really happy with the way it laid out because that dude played that role to a T. Yeah. Mr. Pepper was awesome. Absolutely. Mm. Dr. Pepper. Indeed. What a great film. I'm going to go watch um, that movie. Oh, and so it's so good. And just and I'm like, out. I'm watching a movie. Yeah, I'll see uh, you guys. Let God. me know how the number one turns out. <laughs> well, and just like the like the one scene when they're defending the bridge, and it's like even like it's just gray and like kind of yeah. like you just you it's like a, it looked like there's a fight about to happen. I love that. How they how I don't know how they did that with whatever. It was just amazing to me. There was a lot of uh, veterans that actually in the big kid team research told me that a lot of veterans struggled to even watch that movie. And that tells you how intense it was that they actually set up a hotline, a nationwide hotline from the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs for people to call who were struggling as or after watching that movie. That's like, that's some heavy stuff, man. And it makes you watch that stuff with a heavy heart. Cause a lot of us had, you know, people in our families that served. So I think we all had grandparents that served in World War II. So I'm just trying to imagine one of our grandparents watching that going like, oh my God, this is bringing back not pleasant stuff. So kudos to them for putting up the hotline and, but just shows you that they were trying to make it as unique as possible and make it real. So. Yeah. And and last thing I'll say, the best part of this movie afterwards is the fact that it's strung on to Band of Brothers, because that's an amazing series as well. Yes. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mr. B. Thank you both for casting your ballots for Mr. Hanks's best movies for our rank them now. Big kids everywhere, it's time to walk up to the Zoltar machine. Get out the quarter from your front right pocket, pop it in there, and tell Mr. Zoltar that you would like to be big. Big comes in at number one on the Hank's Rankle. Oh, and again, I I thought for sure that Saving Private Ryan would be number one, but big. a movie that I can keep watching nonstop. So yes. released in June of 1988. Uh, obviously the story of a little kid, he pops a quarter in, makes a wish because he wants to be bigger. He wakes up in the morning. He is an adult and then goes through all the shenanigans of being an adult as a kid. I love that movie. I love the premise and I love the cast that they do with it. And yeah. there's so many quirky cast things I could bring up here that I won't even go into all of them. I'll just go into some. So at one point, Robert De Niro agreed to play Tom Hanks's role. What? What? Yeah. I don't know if you guys do that. So Josh guys- Baskin. Josh, yeah. ba- Josh Baskin is yeah. the uh, Tom Hanks role. Yes. Wow. So, so De Niro was actually even locked in. And then the problem was De Niro at the time was like, well, here's, I want $6 million. They're like, well, yeah, we're, we don't have that. <laughs> Good talk. So, so he dropped out. But because he was interested, it shot the movie's like kind of notoriety up to where multiple other people were involved and eventually Tom Hanks took it. I think Tom Hanks took it for $2 million. Um, there's actually parts in the movie where him and uh, the older woman that he was involved with, Elizabeth Perkins. Yep. Okay, we don't even have to recap the movie because if you haven't seen the movie, then you just need to go watch just it. Just go watch right. it. Right. But yeah. they actually looked at each other at one point and said, this movie is going straight to video, isn't it? <laughs> like they just, Are you serious? Really? They thought really? it was gonna. They thought it was gonna take. They thought yeah. it was wow. a dud. Well, just wow. I, I think you know when you look at the at the at that year of uh sorry my my big kids notes are all shuffled here. Um, in eighty eight, there was like four movies about like age transfer movies that came out. 
Oh, like yeah. trading places and and yes. um, so so uh, I think I think the thought was like, well, this is just gonna be garbage. There was but, that one movie where the father and son like exactly somehow swap bodies like weird. Yeah. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, that's there, the one there, I'm thinking of. I can't think of the name of it. There, there was a bunch of them for that year. So it's a premise that was played, basically. Yeah. So and, played. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but if you guys, the most iconic scene is what? It's got to be the, the piano part. The piano scene. So Tom Hanks yeah. and Robert Loggia. Robert so- Loggia. Oh, I yeah. love me a good Robert Loggia film. So, so that's what a good so, actor. So that piano, so the company made a smaller piano. They actually had to commission a larger piano to kind of fit the film. And so when they were going to film that, they actually were going to do stunt doubles. And Hanks and Loggia said, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. And, 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 and they actually uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the quote from Robert Loggia says Loggia remembered telling the stuntman to take a hike and perform right. perform, nice. the, perform the sequence with Tom Hanks in just about one take McMillan Boom. ain't taking crap from those yeah. stunt doubles no I thought that was awesome. And so, God and bless the Marines. So after the movie's success, uh, the company that sold that piano, which was a, it was a 16-foot-long piano, you know how much it cost? $18,000, almost as much as that, that volleyball. Well, it's a little high. It was fifteen thousand dollars, but but you know it's a little, a little, a little. Yeah, less than the volleyball. And, and the movie also made a record. So it was the first. So that movie was directed by Penny Marshall, who of course went on to direct a bunch of other movies. But it was, she was the first female director to ever direct a film that made over a hundred million dollars at that time. Wow! Yeah, I and, thought and, I thought that was amazing to me. Interestingly enough, little fun factoid for you big kids out there, Penny Marshall also directed A League of Their Own. Yeah, no. I was going to say, I thought Mr. B mentioned that before. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So here's the thing that gets me about Big. So it was a big movie, pun intended. And it's funny, I just pulled up the cast because you kind of try and you know put faces to the names. And the kid version of Josh Baskin and Billy. Remember Billy? Yeah. Like they didn't really do anything after that movie. And it, th- to me, mm. that's a little crazy. It's not like they were like small, small kids. I mean, they were like teenagers, right? Like early teenagers. Well, but they never really did anything. David no. Moscow played Josh Baskin and Jared Rushton played Billy. The Billy kid was in a couple other, I think, 80s movies or something like that. But like nothing major after yeah, that. You I, think I, after I, a big movie. I think that Jared Rushton was in the cup of the films, but yeah. they, what they were doing is they were shuffling through kids because at the time they kept shuffling through the main actor and they were trying to find a kid that looked kind of right. like them. So at the time, grow up to be, yeah. Yeah. So they, when they found the one kid that was, uh, I can't, I'm blanking on his last name that looked like Tom Hanks. Like, all right, you're it. Um, yeah, I, I I just I doing all the research. They shuffled through a bunch of kids at the time, trying to figure out who was going to play the younger version because the younger version was a small role. If you think about yeah. it, well, and That's I, true. I I think you know we say the most iconic uh, scene obviously is the giant piano. They're dancing on the piano scene at the toy store at the toy store. Uh, for me, though, the second most memorable scene is when Hanks goes from being little Josh Baskin to being big Josh Baskin and he has to prove to his buddy that hey I'm I'm still your friend I'm still the I like I know I look different and I look like an adult but I'm still the Josh Baskin <laughs> that you're best friends with and it's the shimmy shimmy coco do you, pop do you, uh do you know that do you scene. know that rap I, I couldn't do it from start to oh, finish. I no, but I, but I love that. I love that. It's a very memorable scene for me. I when he when when Tom Hanks is doing the shimmy shimmy cocoa pop, uh, yeah. whatever whatever you call that, a song or something. I'm gonna take a stab at it. shimmy shimmy cocoa pop, shimmy shimmy rye, shimmy shimmy cocoa, cocoa pop, pop. Shimmy, ice cream a biscuit. Uh, uh, I'm blanking. Yeah, you already the triscuit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was close, but yeah. like, no, you yeah. weren't close. No, you weren't at all. <laughs> not, not actually even close. No, but that, you're right. That's an iconic scene of when they had, they had that little rap kind of song that they did together. And I'm embarrassed. Oh, Shakita walking down the street ten times a week. <laughs> I said it. I met. It. I got my father's credit. Sock me in the stomach two more, more times. times. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock, shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a tusket. She said a tusket, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, no, uh, Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street, ten times a week. I'm in, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, sock you in the stomach three more times. <laughs> Do you, I, I'll tell you, I remember watching this movie and was I the only one that was like freaked out by the downtown motel scene where he like no. goes into the no, motel? Yeah. Like he hears it's like kind of frightening because I was a young kid like when I watched getting this. Slapped around in the next room or something. And then like, like wasn't there a gunshot or something? And like, oh, it, like yeah. broke the he window. Hears sirens, police sirens. And he starts well, crying in the room. It's a, it's a sad part. And then the part two where he goes back home and his mom starts throwing stuff at him. Yeah. She's like, get out of my house. You're creep. And he's like, mom, mom oh, is me. And man. like, well, yep. because he doesn't look like him. So, I mean, take it easy <laughs> on the mom. <laughs> no, I'm not getting on to the mom. I'm just saying there were some uh, there were some moments in that movie, that uh, some intense but, moments. If, if Tom Hanks walked into your house, would you be throwing stuff at him? <laughs> well, but if I expected him to be my 11-year-old son, I'd be, yeah. yeah but no, yeah. The, the best parts of the movies are him interacting with all these adult people and he's you know he looks like an adult but he's 11 or 12 whatever so i love that movie i love that you guys with your votes made that our number one movie because big is awesome we even talked about we love that zoltar game we want to yeah. we need to figure out how to buy one and put it in the in the big kids clubhouse so amen to that yes that'd be a welcome addition and and i think i i with the research we did there was actually never a game that existed like that but there's a company that created a similar game, like called like Zoltar Speaks or something yeah. that you can find somewhere. Um, we got to find that and see if we can shoot the coin in the mouth. Well, and in <laughs> true 80s fashion, right? It had the movie had a, a moral to the story, right? Uh, be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Right. And and be, being older is not always better. No. And that's what Indeed. I tell, that's what I tell little kids because, you know, I remember when I was a kid, there, there were days, most of the days I loved being a little kid, but there was always, you know, once in a while you're like, man, if I was just a grown up, all this crap would be, uh, I wouldn't have to deal with all this crap. And you're like, you, you become a grown up. There's 100 times more crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A Tom big Hanks kid, made it look easy. <laughs> big kid is less fun than a little kid. Yeah, like we're we're not jumping on pianos in a toy store. Ew. Well, yeah. but, but hang on, pay taxes, you little bastard. We're, we're about to we're about to get a piano, and we're going to do some uh, chopsticks together because we'll I feel li- like- we'll have to live stream that. Yeah, that's got to happen soon. So, I love that we made big number one. I'm disappointed in some of the things that you guys left off the thing because we're disappointed in you. I mean. <laughs> All right, I'm quick, just kidding, Mr. Big. A quick recap from one to ten. We go big, saving private Ryan, Forrest Gump, Castaway, The Burbs, Captain Phillips, Philadelphia, The Green Mile, and A League of Their Own. And rounding us out at number 10 was The Money Pit. Big kids, that was a lot of fun. And our hats off to Mr. Thomas Hanks as being one of the best actors out there love you all join us back here next week in the sandbox until then have yourself a ball